Welcome to a quick update version of Lumber Slingers. Today, we are bringing you the top stories with Blue Book Services, and I've got Trent Johnson with me. Hi, Trent. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. I'm very, I'm excited and sad to say that Natalie can't join us today, and it turns out her niece is being born, like, right now, and she wanted to be at the hospital to meet her niece. She's a first-time auntie, so of course we support that. So, we miss you, Nat, but obviously family is very important and uh, we'll we'll hold it down without you until you get back. And congratulations. And congratulations <laughs> to, <everyone>. to Molly <laughs> and Nick. Yes. And the whole family. There are a couple of new uncles, aunties and grandparents galore. They're all very <laughs> excited. So, <laughs> um, well, awesome, Trent. Thanks for joining today. And I thought it would be cool if maybe we go over the top news from the last week. And then maybe we can touch on what's happening this week so far. So tell me, what is the hottest story in the last week? Well, the hottest story in the last week, coincidentally, is actually the, the one of the leading stories that came up yesterday. So it's going to be kind of a little bit of a crossover, which is um, a report from Toco regarding that they are doing shift reductions at two of their facilities, being Soda Creek and Armstrong Lumber. Um within this are going to be taking from both sites around a hundred million board feet out of production from both sites. So total of 200 million board feet. And uh, it's going to be, it actually went into effect on April 10th. Wow. That'll change the economy locally over there. Um, Where's Toco located? Um, In BC. They're in BC. Okay. So, and they looks like they specialize in specialty lumber, um, specialty lumber up in Canada. So, um, and what is causing these cuts? Um, from what they had reported, they were saying that basically it's because of it. Um, there's a lack of um, um, fiber in the province and also they have high log costs as well as the kind of the weak markets up in the area. Mm, that's sad. I hate hearing about that. And I hope that, you know, I hope that we can all work together. The provinces, <laughs> the Canadians, the mm-hmm. Americas, like, you know, if there's everybody wants lumber. We need to use it. We need to get these guys back up and running. Exactly. Exactly. Get everything worked out because I've been hearing a little bit too much of those curtailments and the little, you know, production um, takedowns up in Canada as well. So hopefully we can get things turned around quicker than later. Yeah. Always hate hearing about that kind of stuff. Um, Do we have any good good news in the last seven days or even yesterday that popped up? Um, let's see some good, just straight good news. Um, well, there was some good news, which is we can look at the opposite side of the spectrum then, which was, this was in the top five articles. Um, Roseburg announced, um, I believe it was on Thursday that they were actually investing a large amount of money into two facilities. They're, um, doing two new manufacturing facilities, and then they're adding some, um, some, um, equipment onto two current facilities they already have. So in total, they're investing over 700 million into um, Southern Oregon. Um, one of the sites is going to have a, what they're calling Roseburg Dillard MDF, and then another one is Roseburg Dillard Components. Um, those are going to be the majority of the investment, with the additional investment going into um, they're updating their or upgrading rather their Riddle plywood part, their plant, as well as their plant in um, Coquille, um, Oregon. I cannot pronounce the. I know how do you say Coquille? Oh <laughs> my gosh, I know. <laughs> try to spell it. Um, wow. That's exactly. awesome. They, uh, you know, that's really good to hear about when they're reinvesting in the lumber industry and also in the timber industry, lumber industry in Oregon. 
love hearing about that because we want to keep this industry alive and keep jobs obviously where we can. And um, Oregon's a big lumber industry state. So that's awesome news. $700 million. Wow. Exactly. So that, that was, that made me very, very happy to see. So, you know, a little bit opposite on the spectrum on there. So that's kind of a nice little way to even everything, everything out. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little bit better. <laughs> awesome. So, so that was the last seven days. Now what's going on today in, um, like, what are the breaking stories today? What do we need to know if we needed to take away a couple of things today? Yeah, so a couple other big things that have been coming through um, that'll be coming out today. Um, one is that Patrick Industries from um, Indiana, they announced that their CFO is actually leaving the company um, effective, uh, I believe it was May. Uh, they, have, they have appointed an interim CFO to kind of help with the transition at this point in time. So they're not, you know, going without anyone at this point, but he's, they have announced it went permanent. So Hopefully that'll, you know, kind of, you know, work itself out pretty quickly because, you know, with them, they've been pretty good with having, you know, some good stability with that company. Yeah. Is um, Patrick Industries, are they a public company? Do you yes, know? they are. Yes, they are. Okay. They're based out of uh, Elkhart, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. So wonder if that will affect um, stock prices or if the news of that may affected that in any way. Um, I guess it looks like I'm just doing a quick little Google and it says that, Stock price currently is sixty nine thirty six, so it's up eight cents. Um, we'll see today after this news breaks if that changes anything. <laughs> yeah, it is, the stock market's been pretty good all day that I saw today. When it kind of started a little bit tepid and it went up, and then kind of had a decent little pullback, and now things have kind of been going up. So that what, what you're seeing there is pretty in line with what I've seen across the board today for you know the different um, indexes. Okay, interesting. Always got to see what I watch. Um, I don't know if you watch Succession, but I was catching up on Succession last night, and I can't even say any of the spoilers now. But <laughs> anyway, their stock prices were affected by something that happened on the show. <laughs> oh, yep, 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 yep. A little teaser there, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little teaser. <laughs> I was pretty behind, so hopefully most people watched it by now. But <laughs> uh, what else do we have going on today? Um. For what will be coming out today, um, ABC Supply opened up a new location in Pearl, Mississippi. So they've been opening up quite a few branches just on the heels of their recently complete acquisition of the USLBM wallboard division. So having a pretty big couple of months here for them and actually years a whole. Um, so that's pretty exciting for them. Yeah. I was just looking online. They say they have um, it's like 67 locations, 68 locations maybe now. Yeah, I feel like I hear about them everywhere. They seem to be uh, kind of everywhere you want to be. Yeah, they're everywhere. I mean, from, yeah, they're across, just across the board between them and then their other um, subsidiaries like L&W Supply. I mean, they're just, they're, they're really just, they're, they're branching out everywhere these days. Okay, their website, sorry, I correct myself, 641 locations. Yep. So That's they, yep. yeah, they are, I'm looking at a little map now. Wow. They are. They're just like, if you had acne as a child growing up, that's what the United States looks like with yep. ABC Supply. <laughs> it's, it literally is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's one about five miles away from my house, honestly. <laughs> and for maybe those who don't know, I hear about it all the time. I don't really have one down the street or that I have noticed. I know we have a few here in Portland. What exactly are they? And they're different than a Home Depot, right? Yeah. Um, they're kind of geared a little bit more so towards uh, like contractors and such. I mean, People off the street still can go in there by and large and buy stuff, but you know they're, they're going to be tending to go to more like the Lowe's and the Home Depot. So 
they have a very good supply across the board of different, you know, types of stuff for contractors. And they're, like I said, more geared towards that, but they're still in um, suburbs and places like that. So they're easily accessible to people across the board. So you're not mm. only having to go to like a crazy kind of like site that's, you know, a huge warehouse kind of off the beaten path. I mean, they're like right in the middle of like, the, like the um, cities where I live at in, you know, the, the suburb areas. Right. Okay. Good old neighborhood lumberyard. Exactly. <laughs> Just not little. <laughs> yeah, just just huge. Big so. old big neighborhood lumberyard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got ABC. We have Patrick Industries. What else is going on? What else is good in the lumberhood? Uh, well, the uh, excuse me, U.S. Census Bureau um, today released their monthly new residential construction report, which looks back on uh, March 2023. Okay. So it kind of highlights things like building permits, housing starts, and then housing completions. So just kind of a real high quick overview of just like the building permits. Um, I was reporting that um, March's um, annual rate is 8.8% below the February 2023 late, um, rate, excuse me, which is 20, almost 25% below the March 2022 rate of um, building permits. Wow. So uh, still some pretty, pretty big pullbacks there. Um, and then on a similar side, uh, the housing starts, those are also down, but just 0.8% in March compared to February of this year. And then about 17, a little over 17% compared to March of 2022. So still pretty decent, you know, differences there. There's yeah. a little bit of, a little bit of positivity here on the housing completion side though. Um, it is below compared to February at just about a half a percent, but compared to last March in 2022, it is up um, almost 13%. So oh. these things are getting completed. So maybe, yes, yeah, <laughs> supply has caught up to demand, but now people have these very expensive houses <laughs> when lumber was over a thousand dollars a thousand. So. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that I was driving with my wife to go to a wedding over the weekend and we went by this area and they were doing townhomes and they were ones that weren't even that big. And they were like starting at the three fifties. Like what? Oh I was like, oh my goodness gracious! And what they were offered there, I was like, oh wow, they're gonna have a tough time selling those in that area. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no kidding, unless they incentivize buyers with some type of, I don't know, bonus yeah, when they buy. I mean, you're gonna have to cover the interest rates, I guess, if you want to sell. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you a mortgage rate through by ourselves of three percent there. <laughs> I know. I, I hope we're not. I hope we're not looking back at this and you're like, "Well, remember when interest rates were seven percent and we uh, <laughs> we were so we should have bought more." Oh <laughs> now goodness. they're eighteen. <laughs> oh, if that happens, I'll be so sad. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> well, oh goodness! You know that. Hopefully, um, hopefully the numbers start to shake out. If building permits are down, you never know if it's weather related. Um, just because we're still like in the beginning quarter of the year with that report, so. Um, we'll look forward exactly. to seeing what happens in the next month when the April report comes out. Hopefully there's more positivity on exactly. building. Exactly. And I mean, like you said, mortgage rates, those are always going to be a factor now. I mean, just across the board, I think it can scare a lot of first time buyers, you know, at least I know it would for me, you know, if I was looking at that, trying to figure everything out, we're kind of doing the math. You're like, Ooh, yeah. I think it's also kind of hard mentally when you, most people that we purchasing know that a couple of years ago, it was half that, if not more. I mean, another one of the top 10 articles in the past week was showing the mortgage rates and the, uh, the 30 year is at uh, 6.27%. So, I mean, you look at that when, you know, during COVID you're getting below three, right. it, you, I think you can have the mental argument where you're like, well, was that low before I can just wait this out, which isn't obviously 
the best way to think because that was an anomaly. But I mean, I think that can play into it to an extent when people are like, well, look at it, it'll go back down. It's like, well, it will, but is it going to go that low? Right. Probably not anytime soon. If you know, anytime within the next like 10, 15 years or maybe even ever, who knows? I mean, right. to go that low again, bad things are probably going to have to happen again, unfortunately. Right. And it begs the argument that, you know, I don't think I've ever seen other than the great recession, mm-hmm. which house housing prices bounced back. So if somebody was underwater in their house, they definitely hopefully were able to, if they could hang on to paying mm-hmm. their mortgage, made it out of that, were able to refinance and then got some equity out of their house. But, yep. um, you know, when I, I sold my house back in 2018 and I held off on buying, didn't know where I wanted to live yet. And I thought, mm, probably, you know, I was thinking $400,000 will get me the best house I could have. And this is in the Portland market. So I know everywhere is a little bit different. Portland's very expensive because uh, <laughs> 350 sounds like a deal, honestly, when you said that. But <laughs> but uh, but I was thinking, oh, you know, uh, I have my, t- I have time. I will like roll into a house when I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And then I can't, you, you know, you can't really get anything decent now in the Portland area under 700 and that's pushing it. You're gonna have to have some repairs and, you know, really 850 is a sweet spot where you can have like a turnkey, not going to have to do anything to the house. So it's, uh, I've never seen in my lifetime prices go down to the point where it's like, Oh, glad I waited. You know, other than if I think people are smart, if they got in at the sweet spot, like you, you're, you're locked into a good rate you're in a house that's appreciating value, you know, and if it's livable, then just hang on. Cause you could probably make really great money, hopefully when yeah. interest rates go back down, but you know, there's always different, there's different things that happen. It's all relative. It's, yeah, all, it's relative, all relative. So you never so it's know. Hard. Cause I mean, yeah. if you wait for the interest rate to go down inherently, usually that means that what also goes coincides. With exactly. That. Exactly. Your, pro- your home value goes down. So it's like, eh. so, I mean, it's kind of trying to find that sweet spot and i think you got to do a little bit of research on a what you have what the variances have been and what you're looking for to kind of try to find that because you're never gonna i shouldn't say you never very rarely will you hit it perfectly i mean randomly as we're talking about this i mean covid you were kind of able to hit it perfectly if you knew what you're doing but the problem is it was such a weird time especially depending on the area you know how it was able to do i mean you know you happen to buy houses sight unseen so it's not necessarily perfect but if you're able to do it and things worked out well for you, it theoretically could have been the perfect time about as close as you could have got. Right. Exactly. Natalie, uh, she actually, she kept telling me, listen to this podcast, listen to this podcast. She listens to, um, it's called money with Katie and, um, Katie was talking about basically renting versus buying, depending on the market that you're in. And I know I mentioned this to you before we got on the call, but, um, the house I'm renting right now would cost me, double to pay for that house and pay the mortgage on it. And so it doesn't really pencil out financially and with what I'm getting for the price that I'm paying, you know, I don't want to be house broke. So this is a way to have the house I want and what I need for right now until it really makes sense financially and the house makes sense and the area makes sense. Right. So you really have to evaluate what's best for you and your family and where you're kind of investing your money. And maybe it isn't in a house or real estate, but it's, it was a very interesting perspective. I hadn't heard. Cause I actually, ever since I sold my house, I saw myself as a homeowner and I wanted to get back into it. And I, I just don't like that. I'm not, but um, now I don't think of it as quite of a bad thing. I'm kind of taking advantage of what I need when I need it. And um, like, like we said, hopefully 
it'll pan out in the long run. And as needs change, I mean, it, it can be good. It can actually work out for the best if your needs end up changing in that you know right. period of time when, you know, maybe what you would have bought if you would have been able to buy wasn't what you really needed in another five, 10 years. So it couldn't be right. a blessing in disguise in these kind of interim periods too. So exactly. You know, hope it'll all work out regardless. <laughs> Every recession happens for a reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's kind of taking what my mom used to say. Everything happens for a reason. I put a nice little twist on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'll know to take advantage next time. Exactly. <laughs> well, are there any other stories we want to round out this quick little update with? Um, just other couple positive, you know, maybe things are like uh, Sitka Trading. They're opening a new Eastern Division um, headquartered in Ontario. So that's kind of more po- positive thing. A little expansion, you know, kind of feeling good about expanding to the um, Eastern Canadian market there. So that's cool. kind of a cool little thing. And um, yeah, there's also, we had another good, highly, um, very well-received article from um, Building Gurus done by Rika Brandon. She's really great and, you know, kind of was going over um, difficult conversations and kind of preparing you on what to do um, and how to, you know, prepare for them and how to respond on different, regarding how the different scenarios may play out. So I always like those. Awesome. Those come out every every Monday on our Monday edition and they can be really helpful or kind of across the board for um, kind of HR related stuff. So I thought that was a pretty cool one this week. I really enjoy her article. So that's good to know. It's every Monday. And if somebody isn't signed up yet for Blue Book, which they should be due to our last podcast, um, (laughs) how do they sign up? Uh, Go to lumberbluebook.com and they can sign up for, uh, you know, everything there, whether it be the newsletter, learn more about membership, all that is right there on the homepage. Okay. Awesome. Well, Trent, it's been awesome to have you on today and we look forward to having many more of these little news updates. Um, So I will just say live from New York, I mean, Portland, Oregon, this is Chelsea and Trent live from Carroll Street, Illinois. All right. Thanks, Trent. Have a good one. Thanks, you too.